Watch this demonstration of how animal communication is used to help homeless kitty cats get off the street, like Mr. Kitty, and an impromptu interview with the queen. The Animal Intuitive Show, we talk about animal communication, natural pet care, and I have interviews with experts in the fields of animal care and advocacy. And please subscribe, like, share. That's what keeps this going. So I really do appreciate that and any of your questions. If you're not familiar with animal communication, how that works is I'm tuning into the animal's energy. So I want to better understand what the animal is thinking or feeling. What we're doing is we're tuning into the energy of the animal. And the easiest way for me to explain this to people is that everything is made up of energy. We can all just tune into energy in our environment at any time. It's just that sometimes you're consciously doing it and sometimes you're not consciously doing it. And sometimes people sort of doubt their ability to do this consciously. Um, the best way that I like to explain that to people is if you just sort of sense who's calling you before you pick up the phone, you're doing that unconsciously if you don't intend to do that. If you just sort of pops in your head, oh, I know who that is, and you haven't looked at the screen, of course, of the phone, and you're not expecting the call, but you just know who it is. And that's really, I think, happened to most people. I mean, everybody I've ever had in a class has said, oh yeah, that definitely has happened to me in various ways. It's not always a phone call either. It can be a lot of different situations. So where you just kind of know things. So animal communication is purposefully honing that skill. I did animal communication from the time I was a child, but I didn't know I was doing it. And it wasn't until I was given the formal name of animal communication and told what it was that I um, could look back and see where I was picking up things about animals in my life as I was growing up and understanding them. So I can almost bet that if you're an animal lover, you've probably done this yourself, even if you think you haven't. Animals, this is the way they talk. This is the way they communicate. They speak sort of in images. So in other words, and feelings. So in other words, if you're thinking a lot about something, your animal is likely going to pick up on it. Now, not necessarily if it's a fleeting thought, but a lot of times for animals, if it's something that's consistent, they're often picking up on it. So I'll give you an example. The other day, I can't, I'm gonna have to probably spell it because my, my dog Kane is right here. I started, I know, I know buddy. <laughs> He's getting excited because I'm looking at him. The other day I was thinking about giving him a B-O-N-E and he came running in the room. And it was just a sort of fun confirmation for me that he knew what I was thinking and he was, he was tuned in, he was picking it up. There was no other reason for him to come in the room. I mean, he was sleeping and I was like really thinking about, I was like, well, if I give him a raw bone right now, am I going to, you know, I put the setup out, the mat, the everything, it's like a process. Am I going to be able to clean it up? I've got stuff going on. So it was like in my head, I'm thinking about it. And then he comes running out like excitedly wanting that bone. Oops, I said it. All right, he's distracted. <laughs> he's probably going to get a B-O-N-E later. He's a good boy and my dog Cheyenne. So 
Anyway, with animal communication, we're just honing this skill. We're practicing it deliberately. So Mr. Kitty, I was visiting my mother and there's this adorable cat who's kind of scruffy and dirty and she's been helping him for a while now. And she's been leaving food out for him and water and trying to make warmth for him um, in a cold environment. But she can't bring him in because she's got other cats and he's kind of um, starting issues with one of her other cats, a male cat. So he's a little bit of a toughie. Um, he's let my mother get close to him, but he will attack. If, <laughs> if, if he gets too close, he gets like nervous and he will sometimes, he'll, he'll scratch a little bit. Um, so I had this goal while I was visiting her that I was going to talk with him and I was going to try to understand him. And it ended up being, there was a lot going on during that visit and I didn't get to do a lot of it. I talked to him to some degree but not as much as I would have liked to. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to do that. So again, I encourage anyone in the chat to go ahead and just, if you have questions, just fire away. It can be about anything to do with anything, animal communication, Mr. Kitty, energy. Um, I also do animal massage and acupressure and essential oils. So just feel free to jump in. This is like an open Saturday chat. I have a little bit of coffee, not overly caffeinated because you don't want to do that when you're communicating with animals. But I am going to ask Mr. Kitty what he wants. What he got a lot of fluff on my microphone. Um, what it is that he would like in life. And I already kind of have a little bit of a sense of this, but I want to I want to tune in a little bit stronger. I know this poor little guy, DB. He's uh, he's really adorable and he does try like when I when I was up there I would try to go I sort of inched my way closer to him and I would try to give him snacks I would kind of chuck a few at him initially and then I I tested the waters and I would get close to him and I would do the the cat like with the eyes you know that calms them down and also the this is supposed to be like the cat head you can do that when you're approaching an animal that's resistant or shy a cat um, and he would start to come forward and he would like blink at me for a long time. But then the closer and closer we got, he just, bam, he would, the claws came out. So he does a lot of meowing too. So, okay. I'm going to ask Mr. Kitty what it is ultimately that he wants. Does he want to live with a human? What would he like? All right. So... <laughs> so <laughs> I have actually talked to Mr. Kitty about kind of the hopes that maybe one day if we could get him in the right state of mind and he wanted it and it was okay with my animals that we possibly could take him in, my husband and I. Um, and that was his response. When I just <laughs> asked him what he wanted, he said, could I come live with you? So I'm going to let him know that there's a few, it, possibly, but there's some caveats to that. So he says that he, he would like that, but he does not want to be an all indoor cat. So I'm letting him know that for me, that's kind of a deal breaker. I don't think that I would be comfortable unless I was monitoring him and I had the right situation to watch him. I'm not going to be someone who's okay with him just 
being out and about and currently where I live, that's really not a good idea. There's Fox behind here and then there's a major street here. So there's a lot of issues with that. It's not a great idea. Um, maybe sometime in the future I have a better setup for that. But I've worked with many missing animals and I know the pain of just not knowing where your animal is. And I've had animals go missing, not for long, but five minutes is enough, you know, to panic and it's so scary. So that's not something I really want in a cat. Um, he says that he's just so used to having that freedom that it would be hard for him. However, he likes the idea of being petted, being um, cuddled. He really wants that. So it's kind of sad because he's just, yeah, it's, it's like he's starving for that affection, but he just doesn't know how to get it. He doesn't know how to do that um, safely. He feels like he can't trust humans. So let me, I'm going to talk to him about what it's like for him why he why he's having such a hard time um trusting humans like what went on in his background i'm sorry for all the shifting i'm having <laughs> I have this chair that's like swirling around so it's kind of i'm gonna move him over here now um and i feel like i need to adjust my camera too because i'm like right up Oop. all right so that didn't work <sighs> okay it's a good thing i don't do um tech stuff for my YouTube show. Okay, that's not my purpose. <laughs> so, Mr. Kitty, what happened? How did he get in this situation? I feel like he's fairly young, actually, like two to three years old. He's not terribly old. Um, I see that he's in a situation where he had a home there was potential of him staying there he left he just i kind of get him like just just getting out but i feel like he he had that access to get out it wasn't like he was just a house cat and he did get get out and then I'm asking if he didn't want to return or if he got lost. Okay, he said he did his best. He's young and he's sniffing around and he gets distracted. He's not sure where he is. He said, I did my best to get back, but I couldn't figure it out. I got really distracted. Um, I wanted to go home. Oh, would you be willing to go out on a leash? Oh, hi, Darlene. Okay, so that's DB's Darlene. And my kitty has major trust issues. Okay, so you've got a similar situation. Let me see what he thinks about a leash. Confining, like that's the feeling I get, confining. 
He doesn't like that. He doesn't like the restricted nature of that. He doesn't think. But every time I ask him something where I'm getting this kind of resistance to uh, it, like being in a home, be, having his outdoor time restricted, the leash question, there's this like underlying, it, it's like a very nervous, but it's there. It's, it's I, I, I really crave having a home though. I, I really want that and there's like this piece of him that's like he really wants it he just doesn't know if he can do it he keeps asking about both like I want to come in and out I get what he's doing at my mother's but um you know but being able to be a the family cat at the same time well okay I'm gonna let him know well I suppose if the right person was willing to do that maybe someone watching this wants mr kitty we do have to try to figure out a way to get him though that's part of the issue with him now i know we have like the safe traps and things like that we just don't know if he'll he's pretty smart he's pretty smart so um darling does he still wish for his original home uh and does he give a name or is it mr kitty um, my mother actually named him Mr. Kitty. Uh, let's see what he thinks about that name. And if he has another name. He's kind of like, I like the Mr. <laughs> Not so much. He gets the, the, the energy of the name. So the Mr. to him is like, yeah, I like the Mr. But the Kitty, he's not so sure about. He feels kind of like that's wimpy I almost feel like that would be the word in English um, sometimes when you're communicating you just you have to find an, a translation word for the feeling so that the word is like wimpy he doesn't like that uh, he feels like I feel like a tougher name he wants like Bruno or something like that uh, let me see if if he had an original name though I get it's something with a I'm getting stuck with it's either a C or a B, so it could be that it's a two, both of those are in the name. I'm not sure what that would be. I can't think of anything off the cuff right now what would have that, but um, it might have been something just like cute boy, something like that where they didn't officially name him, because I feel like there was, there was at least another cap. He says that his time with his family was like a sibling there was a he remembers there was a mother um and a sibling he remembers so i feel like the he and his sibling which feels like a brother to me lived with this with these people the mother looks off in the distance so i feel like the mother was you know he remembers her but she didn't live with them so maybe they adopted him um that's kind of the feeling is like he was he came from outside like not I don't mean outside in the wilderness I mean like they got him somewhere and brought him in so he probably was I'm feeling like a shelter that kind of thing and then they, they took two cats in um of a of with him and his sibling his original home um he says it's kind of a distant memory I, I do feel like he likes the idea of the warmth 
and the stability being fed was nice which he has food now um so he's saying there are some good things about it he doesn't i don't get that there's a huge connection though like an emotional tie because it feels very a long time ago seems like there was an older man i'm seeing a man tall man feeding him see what else he has to say about what he would like and why he won't let us touch him we know it's trust but why is he so resistant you're going to pick me up <laughs> i would like to pick him up i've told him that so i've kind of showed my hand i told him that i really would love to cuddle him and hold him he says he really says like you you have to start very slow with me talks about toys like he would like to have a little cat ball like rolled he'd like to play that would help i didn't do that really with him i mostly use treats but he says he would like to play he likes playing he says i kind of lose my um self in that so that could help kind of break through that wall a little bit um i oh somebody was asking questions yes mr kitty uh he 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 would like a home he yes we did talk about that um yeah i hope he does too he survived the whole winter just he would kind of go in and out of my mother's garage and breezeway so he did have that coverage he had and he had some heat she set some things up for him so and she's in upstate new york so it was cold but he survived um he's a furry guy and also i didn't ask him about his eye because i kind of touched on that i guess that's why i didn't bring it up today but he has some discomfort with this eye it kind of drips you can see it in the picture it feels like that's it's got something going on i feel like he really needs to have that checked out with a vet there could be a viral thing so prayers for mr kitty that we can help him I'm going to continue to relay this information that we do want to help him. Sometimes with kitties and dogs and whoever, you have to repeat things. You have to keep going back until they're ready to make that change. They're a lot like humans. They just sometimes have whatever blocks and walls up. So you have to, to work with them on that. All right. Well, um, I'm going to continue to work with Mr. Kitty. If you have an interest in Mr. Kitty and, you know, want to work with him, he you know has some things he does need some vet care and he may be resistant to just being an indoor cat but sometimes that can be changed so let me know i can always look into that for you yeah he definitely would like that that feeling of like being petted and having his chin scratched the poor guy yeah i you know i was thinking the one with feathers i didn't have that there uh, my mother shouldn't have one of those and i just i had so much going on when i was there i was helping her with something very busy and i didn't get a chance to get one while i was there but that did come to me so you're probably right about that you may even be picking that up darling that that's what he because i was thinking that too and i never got it so um oh you adopted your kitty okay and they oh they um okay so she was only five months okay it's incredible how they can already have these trust issues 
from such a young age. She was only five months and yeah. It starts early. It's so much better when you have them. Well, I don't want to say better. I mean, as far as like not having to necessarily have these like issues about being held and that kind of thing. If you have them from their baby baby. Not, I'm not saying that I <clears throat> am against adopting older cats. Of course, I think that that's a great thing to adopt older cats. Okay, so she, you got her five months. Okay. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else with Mr. Kitty. Because if Darlene, if you like, I can ask your kitty if there's anything you want to ask her. She runs when people come near us. Okay. Um, don't tell me anything else if you'd like me to ask her anything, your kitty. I try not to get too much information when I communicate. It just maintains the integrity um, to, to have a blank slate as much as possible. That's, that can't always be the case, but it's nice when you can do that. Let's see if there's anything else. He, he is appreciative. He says I, I, he wants to thank my mother for everything she's done for him. He definitely is aware of everything she's done for him. He's, he's consciously grateful for it. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind when we help animals, they really are very aware that we're helping them and they're grateful. And he says, he doesn't know about having like human children. He's, he's, I think he's a little unsure of what that is, but he's like, he says activity He's not quite sure how he'd like that, like a lot of activity. He feels a little bit like, mm, that might make me nervous. Um, <laughs> Queen ne Nefertiti, but I call her Teeterbung. <laughs> Queen Nefertiti, okay. Um, so I'm gonna ask Queen Nefertiti what her, it's always good to sit with back up straight both feet on the floor when you're communicating with animals keeps your energy aligned and the meridians of the body straight and it's better for energy I don't know what this means and when I communicate with animals I, I give everything that I get because a lot of times it means absolutely nothing to me so I'm gonna say the word dice to you I don't know what that means but I'm just giving it to you something small she's showing me like running around I don't know the word I, I want to put out there again I, I hear the word dice but then I get mice so I don't know if you've had a mouse thing going on or if there's a toy that's a mouse um, oh okay Darlene says thank you so much and yes she did bring up mice some she ate some I took away from her so do you mean uh, real mice I'm assuming if she ate them how'd you get them away from her I wouldn't like to do that. Ew. Did you have to... I don't sound very much like an animal communicator saying that, but I don't necessarily want to handle mice. Did you trap the mice and get them away from her? I mean, they do what they do. I don't fault them, but I don't necessarily want to scoop up the... Love mice. Okay, so she, so it's mice. <laughs> Definitely mice. Okay. Love... Live mice. Okay. Live mice. She would sit on it. <laughs> then walk away from them and I would get some pliers and pick it up and move it. Oh gosh. 
all the things that we do for our kitty cats. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Wow, she would sit on it. That's funny. Sounds like queen, a queenie. Um, I trapped a mouse under the sink. When I first got her, she was covering it, oh, cowering it in a corner. She snapped it up and ate it immediately. I only had her for two days. Thank you for connecting with her. Wow. If you found this show interesting or helpful, please do us a favor and subscribe or leave a comment, share, like, all of that really helps the show. And if you want to reach out to me, my name is Ann Angelo Webb, and you can reach me at Anne with an E at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com or go just go to my website at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. There you will find a free MP3 for learning how to do animal communication. And also there's an essential oils handbook for pets. Thank you so much for watching and God bless. Love a nice massage and a belly rub. Nothing makes me feel more relaxed. I like my ears rub. I like my paws rub. I like my back rub. I like my tail rub. I like to relax while I Rub my belly, rub my belly, rub my belly, my belly, my belly. Rub my belly.